0: Hi, guys. This is episode eight of the On The Rise podcast. This is Alicia, and I'm here with my host, Molly. Hi, Molly. How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great today. Thank you.
0: Great. Well, today we're going to be talking about reinventing yourself. And I know this is something that you've talked a lot about in your, in your um, writings. What do you think about today's topic?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's crucial for, uh, for high achievers to reinvent yourself, right? That's the only thing we always have to do. Is uh yeah, figure out figure out new things.
0: I agree. And today we're going to be focusing on a post from Hank about how he reinvented himself. So you guys can check that out today on the On the Rise publication on Medium. But we are going to go over some ways that you can reinvent yourself. Like, what's worked for you?
1: Um yeah, first of all, I have to figure out what it, what doesn't work right. You have to if you if you're hitting some kind of roadblock. You have to clearly um, figure out what you're going wrong, why it's going <laughs> wrong, and then go into the opposite direction. So I have a practical story about that. When I was, uh, I was, there was a time when I was spending every night at a bar, you know, with my friends. And of course, yeah, um, at first it was fun, right? <laughs> every, going, sitting at a bar every day was fun. But after yeah. a while, of course, that didn't work out. So I had to figure out, you know, um, I had to quit doing this and the only way I could was to not uh, to stop seeing those friends anymore. So I had to um yeah, cut that friendship or those friendships out of my life. So that was one way how I had I had to re reinvent myself.
0: Right, and I think that's a big part of it—like surrounding yourself with the right people. Like I think that's right. Like right, right now, like I don't have many friends. I think I've cut out a lot of people, and I'm working towards building better relationships with different people that are going in the same type of direction that I'm going now. So I think that's, uh, yeah, it's definitely like one of the first steps to surround yourself with people who are going the same direction that you're going.
1: Yeah, that's, and then, uh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I was saying it's it's this it's the saying that goes that goes uh, around like the you're you're the average of the five person or five persons you surround yourself with. So mm-hmm. I truly believe that.
0: Right, I agree. And then, what do you think about creating a vision for your future? Like, I think that's a critical, probably like the, one of the first steps as well, right? Trying to actually visualize where you want to go and what you want your future to look like.
1: Yeah, but what worked for me was um, creating like the vision of, of heaven and hell. I mean, I know it sounds like uh, uh, Christianity or something, but like heaven is the thing you, you absolutely want to reach in your life. That would be the au- most awesome thing to happen. And hell is a thing that you know if you keep doing the worst, the worst thing or, or the same things that you're going to end up in, in the worst position. So those two together can really compel you to improve.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and it's kind of interesting because I heard um, there was an an artist that said something about that Tupac before. He said, "Heaven and hell is what you create while you're living here on Earth." So that's kind of what you were just saying. Like it's either heaven, like if you're creating a good life and the things that you desire, or you can create your own personal hell. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I,
1: yeah, yeah. It's 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 very. I mean, people don't don't realize how powerful those uh, those visions are because, um, for instance, my personal hell hell was um i mean around the time and i just you know when i was sitting in the bars all day and Mm -hmm. i wasn't doing anything not contributing and almost running out of money so i almost i mean i didn't have almost run run out of rent money so I, I, i i got very close to living on the street so that's my 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 hell right being homeless um being addicted to alcohol, um, yeah. So that's powerful to run away from that,
0: right? And can you tell us a little bit about that one story you wrote? Because you said the one piece of advice that you got that changed something for you at one point was to be useful. Can you yeah. talk about that story?
1: Yeah, that was around that time, right? I, I was spending uh, my my nights in bars, and I mean, in the beginning, you have a lot of friends, but after after a while, you always all your friends are also drinking a lot and nobody corrects mm-hmm. you anymore there's no i mean i was going to a bar and i drank like 10 beers and that was a slow night for me and for our friends so uh. going very 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 in, a, in the wrong direction and one mm-hmm. night yeah i remember uh drinking that much and i don't know how it happened but everybody was gone the bar was closed and i just lay on the street um, wow. alone covered mm-hmm. in my own v- i mean yeah, that really, that literally happened, like I wrote. it So, yeah. uh, nobody was uh, was really looking after me. um The commute, daily commute, had already begun. People were already like passing by, looking at me, and probably being disgusted by me. And yeah. one, yeah, one guy I barely knew. I, I mean, I kind of met him from the casino. He worked there just, uh, came by and like, what are you doing? Uh, are you sick? Are you hurt? And then he just drove me home. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think like, it's important like to identify when we're at those low points in our life, because I had a point in my life where I just kept going through the same things over and over again. Like I kept getting broke. I kept being depressed and you had to recognize the cycles that we're going through. That way we can try to, that's probably an opportunity to, to reinvent ourselves. Right. So, I mean, I've been through not the same situation, but I've been through situations where I definitely had to reinvent myself and I'm reinventing myself now even. It's like a, a continuing thing throughout life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably the, the most, or most powerful thing you can do is reinventing yourself. Other people would call it, some people would call it flip-flopping or whatever, but I mm-hmm. think like it's a canvas and you can create it. And you know what? If one day you don't like the canvas, you just... Uh, clear it, start all over and there's nothing that's stopping you and there's no one from to, to stop you from that and you just and yeah it's, it's you 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 be who you will you can be who you can be or who you want to be and that's
0: okay right yeah and i think it's always uncomfortable at first too like it's always like stepping outside your comfort zone because you don't know you don't know this new person that you're creating it's new to you so when you step outside your comfort zone i mean when you when you try to change it's going to be uncomfortable
1: yeah, and, and the problem is also, I mean, that's the problem for me, and I guess it's a problem for you too, is the people mm-hmm. who are who are there and you can never get out of your life, and that's okay. Like your family and your closest friends, uh, they will always yeah. be but they also see all those incarnations of yourself, and every time you reinvent yourself, they're like, yeah, here she is, getting at it, <laughs> right? They're like, right. yeah, they don't believe it anymore. So it's difficult with
0: them sometimes. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. And then also like not expecting it to be easy to change. I don't think like there's some things I'm trying to change right now, like being more patient. Like it's definitely a process. Like it takes some time. And I think that we have to understand that um, it's going to take time and it's, we're not going to be perfect. And we're probably going to fail a few times before we actually get to where we want to be. Yeah.
1: Um, being both po- being patient is, is a, a very important thing, but um mm-hmm. I wrote about that before it's not only being patient because people think yeah if if you're patient things will come it's at the at the one time it's being patient but you also have to be aggressive when you really have to so there are people right. who are always patient and 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 then if if something good comes along they, not, they don't know how to take advantage of it so um yes 99% of the time you have to be patient but that 1% of the time and the real good opportunity comes you have to bounce like an animal <laughs>
0: Yes, I remember that article too. Yeah. And then also just like uh part of reinventing yourself is if you don't know things because of your childhood traumas or like the way you're raised, or if you want to change something like a behavior that you developed over the years, you have to relearn things or you have to, if you don't have the knowledge, you have to seek out other people who know it, or you have to look it up and, and figure out how to do the things that you want to do.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, that's why I love, why I think of myself as a learning machine, because mm-hmm. I'm always willing to start all over again. I mean, honestly, I even think that starting the starting of things or the beginning of learning a new skill is the best. Because
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I, I really recently started doing kite surfing, and then I mean, the first second you feel like a fool because no, nothing is working. You're crashing that kite every ten seconds. Yeah. Children of or of ten or twelve are you like toying with it and laughing at you, but you feel <laughs> yourself improving bit with the second, especially because like the, the the teacher says like do do that do that, and you find do that those small like details and that that improvement is insane and that's why I love learning new skills, new mm-hmm.
0: languages and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And like part of like when you're trying to learn something, you might have to find maybe a mentor, which you have done. Did you find your mentor like in the very beginning, like when you started your whole investing and trading or was that later on?
1: Yeah, it was uh, very, very much later on. Uh, I talked about it with, uh, with Danny Forrest because he, yeah. he's interested in creating some kind of mentorship program. And yeah. the thing was uh, in the beginning, um, first of all, I, I wasn't a good trader in the beginning. And uh, I met uh, my mentor in in, uh, an unrelated way. So he thought of me Um, as like a gambler, a gambler book player, which I probably was at the time. And uh, he didn't want to have have anything to do with me. And I didn't even (laughs) think he could be my mentor. I mean, that was totally out of my possibility space, let's say. But I started moving and I started, I I think I became okay. And at, at some point he's like, you know what? I could lead teach you some things and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Because that, 10 uh, X my, uh, my experience of course, but that no, was I awesome. wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't really looking. I, I don't mean, and he wasn't, he didn't even want to start me and start teaching me in the beginning too. So it just, uh, happened organically, like all things do in life almost.
0: Right. I agree. And then, well, back to like Hank's story here. His story is basically he came from a difficult childhood where there was his alcoholism and he's had a lot to get through. So his whole story is about how he recreated himself um, throughout high school and then going to college. And it's a really interesting story. He's actually writing he's on his third book right now. So he's reinvented himself into a writer and he writes on medium too, which I think is pretty cool. And that's kind of like us too. Like we reinvented ourselves as, as writers, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, of course. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I think people should still underestimate um, uh, reinventing yourself or doing things like that. Because (laughs) even now if I tell people like I'm a writer on medium, well, First of all, most of them don't know what medium is. And yeah. most of them don't know what writing really does to you. It's like, oh, okay, so you, you have a little block where you put your feelings on, you know what I mean? And yeah. I was even uh, uh, watching a, a documentary yesterday about uh, Rene Redzepi, and he's the best chef in the world, they say. And he <laughs> uh, so he had a, a successful restaurant, was the best for 10 years, um, had the best restaurant for 10 years, then just stopped, quit, and started a new restaurant all over again. And the reason why he wanted to do that was because he was jour- journaling, journaling, journaling every day. And yeah. uh, after a year, he found like he saw in his writing that there was, that it was time to do something new. He would have never found figured that out otherwise. He wasn't happy in his first restaurant, but he didn't know what was wrong. And because of his journaling every day, he mm-hmm. uh, he decided to he had to do uh he had. had he had to invent or start a new restaurant. But the way he talked about it was like, he was kind of ashamed that he was journaling. He's like, yeah, I'm not a 16-year-old beeper fan, but I do <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a little bit of a shame because it's yeah. one of the most powerful things you can do.
0: Right. And it seems like reinventing yourself, like when you realize there's a thing, you have to do it quick. Like I think a lot of people... Well, I don't think a lot of people even realize they need to reinvent themselves in the first place. I think a lot of people are just dwelling in whatever the situation is. So how do you kind of identify that you need to reinvent yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, this people who read me a lot and who listen to the podcast will say, here he goes again. But mm-hmm. uh, the universe always tells you, you know when it's time to change, when things are not working, when, when, you, when, you, lose, when you lose your momentum, when, when everything you do is a struggle, um, when everything is yeah. backwards, then you know it's time to to invent yourself. I mean, it's, it's you have to really be in tune with yourself, with your surroundings, with your environments. Mm-hmm. And then you'll figure that it's the easiest thing to do. Then you know, okay, this is not working. I mean, yeah. So,
0: so what do you think about that concept? They like in the one particular religion, is Buddhism, they believe that life is about suffering. How do you feel about that in relation to this?
1: Um. For my life, it would be life is the looking to get away from suffering. I mean, yeah. I get that suffering is a big part of life, but in my life especially, I, I, I'm not suffering for now. And if whatever I find suffering, I feel like, first of all, it's something I can learn from. But it's mm-hmm. also something that shows me that that is not the way to do it.
0: I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's about suffering. But I think that's like the pessimistic way to look at things, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, suffering t- teaches you or tells you what's what's wrong. If I, like not t- today I'm getting up at seven every day and I, the alarm goes and I'm even awake before the alarm. So that's not suffering. But I had <laughs> no. alarms uh, 10 or 20 years ago when I studied and I mean, I had to put like put like, or set like three or four consecutive alarms to get up. So that would be suffering then. But of course you didn't know that because you didn't know you had an option. You, I thought I had to do that for the rest of my life. That's but- true,
0: yeah. Yeah, because that's um, like you have to be able to recognize it. I didn't recognize it for a long time. I don't know what happened that I recognized it. I think I was just going through the same thing over and over again. I just got tired of it, and I was like, there has to be something else. So I think happened for me.
1: The problem is that 99% of the persons, of the people out there, are suffering. So mm-hmm. for everyone, suffering is like, yeah, that's part of life. If you talk yeah. to normal people or even to my parents or to my family, they're like, Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Everybody has to work, everybody has right. to everybody hates his job, uh, everybody like has no money. Then that's how they talk, right? And that's that's I mean, that's how normal people talk. So I mean, it's hard for me to to, to start telling them, Yeah, but abundance is is oh everywhere, uh nobody has to suffer and then like they're like, Yeah, but it's easy for you. <laughs> so uh that that conversation never get, gets anywhere but that's that's unfortunately how most of the people think
0: mm-hmm. i mean that's definitely hap- what happened to me when i was working at my nine to five because at first i was all excited and i thought this is the thing for me but after a while i'm like this is not normal this can't be what life's about like having to go work for somebody else 40 hours a week and i know some people enjoy it. i don't know how <laughs> but um like, how do you think people enjoy the whole nine to five? Maybe it's their passion or something they're passionate about. Honestly, I don't
1: know. I, I think some some people truly truly love what they're doing because, I mean, yeah, that's that's cool too, right? That's what we always say: love what you are doing. If you if your nine to five is what you what you love doing, that's okay. And some people have interesting jobs and do whatever they, that's that's cool. But right. <laughs> like, uh, one simple rule that helps you figure out if something works or something doesn't is just. <laughs> Uh, watch how what it does to you. If it makes you feel better and better every day, you know you're onto something. And you start right. something with a lot of passion and after like four or five days, it's already gone. You know, yeah, that's this is not the way to go.
0: True. And there's things that you start that you feel excited about at first, like a new job, but it's just because of the newness of it, it's not necessarily because it, well, not in all cases, but like, you know, if you've been in a job and you hate it before, then you restart. Like me, I did customer service like on three different occasions and each time I restarted, I thought I was going to like it more, but it was only because it's was new. It quickly wore off, like the excitement of having the new job. So yeah, yeah you have to make careful. Well.
1: Yeah, and to to uh uh to to put that in perspective, the writing, for instance, only improved. First day was difficult, second day was okay, yeah. but then it only got better and better and better. Same with this podcasting; podcast thing, it only improved. So I think then that's a way you know how you're, you're getting into
0: something that is interesting yeah that's a really interesting way to look at it that's yeah that's a good way to look at it because yeah writing has been it has been getting better for me and i like it more i didn't even know if i liked it at first i was like i'm just gonna do this and now i love the idea of writing every day so mm-hmm. you're right yeah.
1: yeah that's the that's the thing that really got me in trouble or when i was like in my last year of university um, mm-hmm. i was finishing up my thesis and i was talking to a lot of people who just were uh, already working because i like i i, I lost the year so they were already working and that's the thing that i noticed like the first day they were all enthused and yeah i'm going to have that car and that laptop and that money and then mm-hmm. one week in i'm th- asking them yeah i know how is it and they're like yeah it it's okay it's it's worth <laughs> And then six months later, they're some kind of miserable version of themselves. I'm like, they they aged two years. They're like crying it down. I mean, I'm like, is this going to be my life now? Maybe I just was fortunate to meet the wrong people. But I mean, I I decided, you know what? I can't do this. This is is too intense for me. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's a lot of people that don't like the traditional thing. They just feel like this is what they have to do because it's the option that's been presented for them. Yeah, but I I mean,
1: there's there's another way to look at it too. And that's like um, people, I mean, I don't know who said that, but some people say, you know, whatever you do now, whatever Mm -hmm. you you do now, you should try to uh, be the best at it that you can and try to find grace in it. Because, I mean, that's another viewpoint to look at it. I don't know if it's right or or correct, but I just want to give it out or put it out there. So people say, look, even if it's the, the shittiest job, you mm-hmm. should probably try to do your best and try to find, um, be in the, uh, the presence, find enjoyment in it and try to do your best. Um, and maybe that's true too. I don't know.
0: I think it's, it's just true in a way. I just remember like people telling me that when I was working at my job and it didn't work out <laughs> after a while. I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. And I had to like do something else. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, though, because it is important to try to find the positive in the situation, regardless of, you know, what it is, because it can help you have a better outlook. Um, but eventually, like if it's been years and years and you've been still sticking around, you have to kind of find your exit and uh, find what makes you happy.
1: Yes. Right? yes that's true. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, I'm all about uh, happiness and, and like avoiding stru- struggling. So, uh, yeah
0: yeah and so um so like what are some different things that you tried over the years to reinvent yourself
1: yeah i mean i wrote about a lot of them um i'm i'm still i still call myself an entrepreneur but uh, of course that 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 term is now so hypey and so yeah uh, it doesn't really mean something but i've I've done some projects i've uh, i've did a startup i did e-commerce i did workshops? I did. I did all those things, and I, I mean, I, I wouldn't call them failed, but it's just not something I do for the moment. So uh, I reinvent myself all the time that way. So I, I call myself a writer. I call myself a trader. I, I'm, I'm a trader. I'm a writer. I'm an investor. Um, yeah, I could be honestly. I, I I'm really fluid with labels. Yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: I always think how it's interesting how they say don't be afraid to fail because failure is it's necessary right and like like you have to you can't avoid it because you're going to try new things you're going to figure out what you like and some of them are not going to work out I don't even know if I consider it necessarily a failure but it's just part of the whole journey like you have to try new things and it may not work out you may have to leave it behind or quit and find something else
1: yeah it reminds me of a story uh, my parents always told me uh, about a friend of them and he was always having a new hobby every week so the first week he would be uh, photographing and the week after he would have snakes then he would have like yeah i mean he he did, he had the craziest hobbies and my parents were like how is that even possible <laughs> why is he doing that but the only thing that they didn't figure out or that they didn't see was after like 3 or 4 years he found something that he really loved and mm-hmm. he's do, still doing that they still focusing on the fact that he had all those hobbies but now he's doing he has a hobby that he really loves so maybe that's the way to look at
0: what did he end up doing? Do you know? Uh,
1: I think it it, it became photography. Um, oh, that, was, cool. that was really real thing. Because, I mean, uh, he passed away, unfortunately, now. But um, he really had some amazing pictures in, in, in his last days uh, when he had a favorite uh, lake where he always uh, went. And he just had a project that he just took, like, every day for a year. He took a picture of that lake. Mm-hmm. And that is amazing because he had some really bad days but he still managed to get there every day so that's my point right he if he, he's looked for a lot of things he had a lot of hobbies but he found the thing he really enjoyed doing so that's maybe the the thing to take away from it
0: to keep trying different things yeah,
1: yeah. do whatever you want figure out a lot of things i mean yeah
0: because you know, everyone yeah everyone thinks you have to do not everyone but like most people think you have to do like one thing and that's like you could start off one thing and then later on the next five years do something different like life is a journey like you're supposed to be able to explore and try new things or try different things
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I remember when I when I walked away from college yeah my parents didn't like that much that, that much I remember saying to them you know what nobody is going to remember this in 40 years nobody <laughs> is going to say when I'm uh, 65. Yeah, that's the guy who failed in college or who walked away from. Nobody going to remember it because you're going to do so much other things. you are going to find something that works. And you know, they 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 think too much about the failures, but I think more about the upsides. Yeah,
0: that's
1: that's the so, yeah. way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too.
1: Oh so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's reinvent. I'm gonna. Uh, repeat it Inve- reinventing yourself is probably the most powerful powerful thing you can do especially in this day and age nothing is stopping you to write nothing is stopping you to produce content nothing is to- stopping you to uh, like for instance on medium just create another account and start writing about something else nobody is going to really notice and you can always yeah find the thing that works for you it's, it's it should be a good thing
0: yeah i think especially like as creatives like that's part of the process like we have to have like our we have to be trying all these different things because it's like who we are which is interesting yeah. do you think everyone's creative in in some manner
1: yeah i mean yeah. i, I get that why people say like uh, creativity is something you you have uh, have to have and some people don't have it i mean everybody is creative because yeah. everybody one thing that he does different than somebody else and that he, I mean, yeah, everybody's creative. That's, that's, uh, that's I, something I, I really believe in.
0: Yeah, I do too. I always, I hear people saying like, I'm not creative. They're just, I just think they're not in touch with the creative side, but everyone has something to offer something they can create. I mean, that's, I think that's in our nature.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like I used to say, uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't write. I think I, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm there yet, but I think I, I prove yeah. myself that I can still uh, still do something in the writing department. Um, yeah. and, the, and the next thing, by the way, what, talking about the reinventing, the next thing that I'll, is, I'm looking for to reinvent myself is probably doing some kind of comedy routine or doing some kind of improv. Yeah. Because I really want to think on my feet and and you know what? I think I'm I'm that could be one of my next incarnations, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> that's cool. I mean that's kinda of why we're doing this podcast too, is kind of working towards what your goal of doing improv. And then I also want to do like public speaking next year. So this is good practice for that.
1: it's good practice. But maybe we should have a little bit more jokes then if I want to become an improv or a stand-up comedian right
0: yeah (laughs) we should
1: welcome that that. (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) well I think that about wraps it up for today right yeah sure. okay cool well thank you guys (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening today to our eighth episode if you guys like this episode make sure to give us some claps on anchor and follow us and we will see you tomorrow okay bye, bye bye